the world has gone coronavirus crazy. I'm not saying it's not warranted, but people are afraid. Kids are scared. Travellers are worried. Governments are petrified. There is panic buying of toilet paper and business is suffering, except toilet paper companies. In this short five-minute podcast, we'll take a look at some of the myths around COVID-19 and take a lighter look at the pandemic and how it's affecting us all. Not just those infected, but those that are affected. This is Corona Crazy. Episode 7. Has Corona killed special cuddles? In our new world where social distancing and hand-washing have become cool, it's important to think about something that might be slowly disappearing as quickly as the sorbent in aisle three. Has Corona killed special cuddles? Let's find out from today's expert. My name is Jodie Bradnam. I'm a clinical psychologist on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Um, I provide psychology, so counselling services to adults and teenagers as well as couples. Um, And I work across the spectrum of emotional wellbeing, so everything from anxiety and depression to grief and loss to relationship and couples issues. Um, That's the area that I work in. Okay, you sound qualified. So how has corona affected intimacy in relationships? When we have a look at the importance of intimacy in our relationships, intimacy reflects both, I guess, the emotional intimacy, so the strength of a couple's friendship, as well as other aspects of intimacy, so sexual intimacy and physical intimacy. So I do think corona has had a huge impact in terms of just meeting people's needs for connection. Now, normally that's an important function that we have in our romantic relationships is to feel connected both emotionally as well as physically, so predominantly sexually with our partners. Now, if you are residing with your partner, then that probably doesn't make any difference to, I guess, the accessibility of intimacy. But if you're not cohabitating, if you're not living together, then of course, and you're abiding by the restrictions and the suggestions and recommendations around social distancing, meeting your needs for intimacy is going to be a little bit more difficult and it'll need some more creativity. So I think that's been a very big shift. Couples are definitely needing to who are separated by distance are needing to rely on different methods of connecting. So if they're long distance, that might be sexting and texting or Skyping or finding other ways to connect and to stay in touch. Yes, she just said sexting is okay, but please only do it with people you know or people that have invited it. Don't start randomly sending it out to that bloke that called you to find out if you wanted to upgrade to solar power last week. So how do we stay close to the ones we love without being close to the ones we love? Staying close and connected to people is such an important part of emotional well-being. We're wired for connection. It's such a fundamental part of remaining healthy and connected. So when we observe social distancing measures, we do start to feel that change. We feel that shift because that's our go-to when we're feeling stressed or fearful or anxious. One of our instincts is to gather around trusted people and to return to sort of our, our group of people who represent safety to us. But of course, with social distancing in place and really respecting and understanding the importance of that program and process, we need to find more creative ways to stay connected. 
So some of the things that have been really helpful is for people to just get creative about what that looks like. Telephone calls are great. Checking in via Skype or FaceTime, also really great. Going back to things like writing letters or um, sharing activities. So maybe instead of meeting up with a friend to exercise and go to the gym, you might both decide to go for a run or do an interval training workout in your own front yard or backyard, but at the same time, and maybe share a picture as you start and finish, just as a way of feeling connected as we move through those activities. I think it, one of the things that Corona is definitely changing is introducing us to more flexible ways to feel like we're not alone. And that has been one of the benefits in a really difficult time. This could become a whole new use for Zoom meetings or maybe the house party app. You just want to make sure one of your friends doesn't enter the room while you're in the middle of important business. When we have a look at the importance of emotional well-being, one of the very big risk factors at times like these, when there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of fear, is that fear tends to move our brain into survival mode. And by survival mode, I mean when we're really fearful and really anxious, we move into fight or flight response. And in that space, when we're in that elevated emotional state, we don't make particularly creative decisions. We tend to respond through the lens of fear to the things that are happening around us. And consequently, our decisions reflect that short-term survival-based thinking as opposed to longer-term, more consequential, more creative decision-making. And I, I think that that is really important to know in that it helps us understand why we need to absolutely stay informed about what's happening to read and to definitely stay updated but we want to be very careful not to overwhelm ourselves with information to the point at which we're constantly activating that fear response and living in that space where we're not accessing creative problem solving because it cascades into other areas of our lives if we're walking around feeling extremely agitated and fearful we won't necessarily be able to think of ways to connect in creative ways with people that are close to us that helps regulate our emotional well-being. We won't necessarily be able to think of flexible ways that we can still exercise, that we can still eat well. It starts to disrupt our sleep. And those pillars of well-being, sleep and exercise and self-care and connection, they're the well-being pillars that we need to keep in place at this time more than ever. Here's what we've learned in today's pod. Sexting could be a way to keep some sort of normality if you're living apart from a loved one. It's important to stay connected, whatever it takes. Use whatever you have available, even Zoom meetings. And telehealth can not only be used for your GP, but it can be used for mental health. You can find Jody on Insta at jody.bradnam. That's J-O-D-I-E dot B-R-A-D-N-A-M. In the next episode, homeschooling. I always wished I could spend more time with my kids, but not like this.